and welcome to the Unfuck Yourself and Be Beautiful podcast with your host Alexis Magdalene and today I'm joined with my mom. Hi Candy. So today we started a podcast and then we deleted it because we were going to talk about imposter syndrome but it's a really heavy subject so um, it kind of was like hard to talk about or try to figure out like kind of what we wanted to say about it mm-hmm. because we talked about imposter syndrome and how I went from zookeeping to being a small business owner and even calling myself a small business owner was a little bit hard for me um, especially because I always thought I'd just be a zookeeper so it was really weird to be like zookeeper small business owner even though you guys have always had small business but I always call you like an entrepreneur because it sounded fancier I think small business is a word that just recently started getting big like it's something that people just started being like "Ooh, I want to support a small business right and and used to you used to think small business is like a little grocery store or a little cafe or something like that whereas now you know small business can even be like the Etsy stores. Yeah, and... working out of your garage. Because, like, mm-hmm. I feel like when we started t-shirts, being a garage um, brand wasn't even, like, that, like, nice. Like, people were kind of like, mm, okay, you you're not a big garage? company. Like, I want to, I want shirts from this, like, well, big company. So, now that we're big, I feel like people are like, oh, we love those little garage companies or people who started in the garage. It's like a, a nice story to tell. Mm. So I feel like it's really weird how far small businesses have come and how that's kind of like when we were talking about imposter syndrome, I feel like that's a lot of what made me feel like an imposter was that like I would, my passion was zookeeping. So like I knew that, but then when I had a kid, I guess it kind of like, I didn't have a plan. I didn't have like a, I'm going to be a zookeeper forever. I just was like, I want to be a zookeeper. Okay. Did it. Then had a kid and like, okay, well now I'm a mom And then I'm like, okay, now that before I was a mom, I was pregnant and I was like, okay, now I'm an entrepreneur because I'm starting this business from scratch. Mm -hmm. But I didn't like to be like, we own a small business, even though we were working out of our house. But it was kind of like, it was like your small business. And then I took off after it. So then I guess that's kind of where I feel like imposter after imposter. Like I'm just like going after people and it wasn't like my thing, but now it's become my thing it's really right. weird it's weird it's it's crazy how how big a small business can get but how you still feel so small oh all the time right isn't uh, that uh, that's uh, like in a whole point of imposter syndrome too is like i i feel like this people look at us as a successful huge company they're like oh wow you you know you're filthy rich you're all mm-hmm. this stuff. and you're just like what i'm a small business like do you know how much money goes back into that mm-hmm. like how many days you go without a paycheck and things like that mm-hmm. like as a small business there's it's all about family and like customers and quality it's not about like high volume Getting large well. profit mm-hmm. it's that's not it and i think that's why people love the ideas of small businesses so much because they realize how hard it is to start one and how hard it is to keep one right because it, it is. That heater just kicked on. It's hot. Oh, I God bless Sorry. you. Sorry. <laughs> just one. <laughs> I have like four when I sneeze. But yeah, this small business thing is, you know, nowadays people are trying to figure out stuff all the time. You know, it's like, you know, what can you do? Can, you know, walking dogs is now a is an yeah, actual it's job. An, uh, yeah, you know, it used like, to be like, oh, you just mowed lawns okay cool you're making a buck and now it's like no that's like an entire 
business now. You can grow that from, you know, mowing your neighbor's yard to mowing 20 yards to now you have a full business with employees. Right. It's crazy how, how it's, and people like, like my, my grandpa, he started um, working in a grocery store and then he became vice president mm-hmm. of the grocery store. And it's like crazy how people work their way up. And that's like how small businesses too. It's just such a different concept from then and now just mm-hmm. in about like what 40 50 years I know. it's crazy it just in the last five years since i started my company the difference of what an entrepreneur meant to what an entrepreneur is now like an entrepreneur now i feel like has passive income like has like different ways that they earn money flipping houses investments you know things like that and and so it's like I really don't see myself as an entrepreneur because I don't have like passive income. So now I used to call myself an entrepreneur and not a small business owner. And now it's like vice versa. Now I feel like a small business owner and not mm. an entrepreneur because I feel like the the language has switched the way it that has. people call them and stuff. It's crazy. Same with like the zookeeping. Even people who like volunteer and intern don't feel like zookeepers, but you're doing you're you're, you're taking care keeping. you're zookeeping you're taking care of animals it's just not the same title and the same you know it's just weird and so I feel like a lot of volunteers and interns feel like imposters because they don't have the job title oh I don't know how many times I went out there on weekends to help you out and you know cutting up the fruit and getting Mm -hmm. all the food prepared doing the same things me as a zookeeper Mm -hmm. I was like actually like a director of animal care Mm -hmm. at 20 Mm -hmm. and it's crazy to think that you know, like I, I didn't even, I, and I worked at a, a wildlife ranch, a, a nonprofit. And so I, I honestly didn't even see myself as like a real zookeeper, especially because I wasn't getting paid a lot. I was living on the property. Like it, it, I didn't see myself as like an actual, like legit zookeeper just because it wasn't like a legit zookeeper job, even though I was doing the same thing, caring for the animals, taking care, bringing them to my home, you know, raising babies and all different kinds of things. I was doing a lot. And it, mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I became a zookeeper until I was, like, a legit establishment that's, like, AZAC and AZA accredited, mm-hmm. which is so weird. And then um, I never went to the AZAC conferences when I was a zookeeper, but when I started my clothing line and we started donating money and to the AZACs and everything, they invited me in. And it's so weird because then I felt like a really big imposter because I didn't have... I wasn't a keeper, so I wasn't working with animals on a daily basis. I was making clothes for zookeepers. Mm-hmm. So I felt like my to- total title, my whole title had changed. And so then they would invite me into the presentations, and I'd just be like, am I allowed to be here? Because I don't know if I'm going to be a zookeeper. Like, I always wanted to be a zookeeper then at the time. And it's like, now that my business is growing and becoming more, like, I don't know if I'll go back because I really, I love zookeeping, but I really love what I do now. Mm-hmm. So then you just don't know. So it's almost like you just have to find what makes you happy now and keep going with it. And it's really hard because then you feel like a fake or an imposter or whatever. And in reality, you just have to like be like, okay, I was a zookeeper, so I have that knowledge and experience. So Mm. I'm not an imposter because I could go back into that field, you know. And I have the knowledge and experience that I've learned from there. I just have new knowledge and experience that I learned from here. Like, now I can make shirts. Now I know how to design things. Now, you know, I'm really good at social media, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's crazy how life changes. Changes. Kind of changes a lot. Yeah. 
I don't think it's really an imposter syndrome. I think it's just a evolving syndrome. I think that's just a way to say that you're aware of how you feel. Because, oh. like, I wouldn't have called, I wouldn't have said that I had an imposter syndrome when I was going to those, like, uh, conferences and I was really shy. I was really reserved. I was really scared to talk to people because I just felt like I didn't fit in. And I just chopped that up to being like an introvert or like I was super shy or that I didn't know how to talk to these people when in reality now that I look back at it I actually had that imposter syndrome feeling where I'm like I don't belong here I'm not a zookeeper anymore I don't know how to talk to these zookeepers you missed out on opportunities well, exactly and the thing too is like they would talk about animals and I'd be like oh my god I worked with a cotton top tamarind and then it'd be like oh but I don't anymore like they do so then I'd stop and hold myself back from the conversation. And I'd be like, oh, I worked with this animal, and I worked with this animal, and oh, I used to work. And they'd be like, what animals do you work with? And I was like, well, I did. And then it just would make me feel like, ugh, I'm not the same as them. I don't belong in this conversation, you know? And I think that's that imposter syndrome is like it makes you feel like you're not enough, that, you know, you're not worthy of being in that situation, when in reality, I was donating, you know, when I was a zookeeper, uh, I, you get back to wildlife all the time and everything, but I wasn't doing a lot. And then when I became, when I started Animals Anonymous Apparel, we donated tens of thousands, $50,000 to wildlife. So here I'm doing all these amazing things for wildlife, but since it's just giving money and it's not like a physical... Cleaning Yeah, food. I felt like it wasn't enough. Like, it's just, it's, I'm not giving back to that wildlife, like, in my face. I'm not seeing it. I'm just, you know putting money towards it Mm. but in reality that's a big thing but I felt like it wasn't enough because you just feel like these zookeepers and these people are doing more or they're living that passion that you're not currently living Mm. when in reality I had this big passion for my clothing line and I was embarrassed or scared to show that like I I wasn't I hid my pride a little bit see the thing about the t-shirts with your t-shirts and things it's like Every one of them gives you an opportunity to talk about. Mm-hmm. That's why we called animals. it Animals yeah. Anonymous. Right? Like it has, like our for one of our first shirts was in a copy, and at the time I didn't even know what a copy was, and so I had learned through zookeeping and everything, and so then I I wanted this cute little copy butt because that's what you they're known for is mm-hmm. those stripes on their butt, and it really started a conversation because people are like oh they're just zebras, and I'm like no they're actually related to a giraffe, so there you go. There's like a conversation and that was the whole purpose of anonymous animals being known you know pangolins we started the pangolin and Mm -hmm. barely anybody knew and now like uh, so many people know about pangolins and it's really cool to be like oh is that a pangolin on your shirt that's so cool Mm -hmm. so it's and it's also a way to connect I feel like that's a big reason why people love animals anonymous so much is they call it the um zookeeper clothing because you can spot a zookeeper at a zoo who's not working. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, they're wearing AA. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. hey, and so it's like a way to connect and start a conversation. Like, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of zookeepers are very shy because they work closely with animals versus people. Even though I think we work a lot. With, I worked a lot with people as a zookeeper. So that's so not true. Um, but we relate more to those animals and things. And, and so when you go and you dress up in AA and you go to... Um, a zoo, another zookeeper will be like, are, are you a zookeeper? Mm-hmm. Like, I have that shirt too, or mm-hmm. I have that design too, and it's just like a really cool way 
um, to like say hi, I'm here without being like, hi, I'm a zookeeper, mm. look at me, blah blah blah. Right. You know, it helps you feel like you're not an imposter, like you're like right, right there with them, right. or that you used to be a zookeeper. It starts a conversation, and I think it really helps people, you know, not feel fake. They feel like they're giving back, and they feel like that they've worked with these animals, and it's their way to kind of shine. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of my friends are former zookeepers too. And then they do things to get back. I have, like, my awesome friend who made my cup here. Yay, Yay, You can't see it on the podcast, sorry. But, you know, I have friends who make tumblers, friends who make decals, friends who do a lot of things that give back to wildlife or, you know, give back to zookeepers who, like, um, want to feel involved and want to feel part of that because they don't know if they're going to get back into zookeeping. They don't know if they want to get back into zookeeping. Or even, like, we we uh, actually got a painting from um, Faces of Endangered. Um, yeah. Faces of the Endangered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. Like, behind me, I've got my animal paintings and stuff. I've got lemurs and penguins, all that I've worked with and everything. And it's nice to, it took me years to kind of want to hang them up because I, it kind of made me sad that I'm not a zookeeper anymore. But it's weird. It's a weird sad because I love what I do and I love what I'm doing and I love going to work every day. And so I don't really want to switch jobs or want to be a zookeeper right now. So it's weird to be sad that I'm not a zookeeper. Makes any sense. It's not like you're never going to have the opportunity. I mean, we right? live right down the but street. But even somewhere. right now, as I kind of don't want the opportunity, like I have three young kids, so it's nice to be home or be close to their daycare if there's an emergency or anything like that. So eventually, I want to start volunteering and doing things like that. But my business takes so much of my time, I can't. But I'm okay with it right now because I like where I'm at and I like that it's mm-hmm. growing. And I like the idea of knowing that I can always go back or I can always find something to get back into. Like, we live close to the nature refuge. Mm-hmm. We live close to a big cat sanctuary and things like that. Yeah. So, And it was cool the other day. Um, my dad and brothers are firefighters right here in our city. And they had a bunch of water hose and we filled up the truck and we brought it to the... Um, big cat sanctuary. Yeah, the big cat sanctuary. Mm-hmm. We brought them all this water hose. And then I even brought them some shirts from AA just to kind of let them know, like, we're all together. And this was really cool. And it was really fun. And they loved it. And it was mm-hmm. exciting. And it was just cool to put everything together just to be like, we all felt like, oh, this was really cool. We got firefighters helping and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it just felt like a community. Yep. It was really cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I know you don't have a lot to say. Do you? I know I'm trying. <laughs> I know it's hard. Um, well, we can we can just talk about small business again too. We can touch back on how. Uh, you know, one of the things that was really hard with us on on small businesses is that um, we started a salsa in 2003. Three? Yeah, I think so it was 2003. And so we had been making it and bringing it up to like like youth camp and you know like little times that we would get together we always brought our salsa and they were like oh you should sell this and we we're like maybe we should right. and um i just recently lost my job as a pharmaceutical rep and couldn't really get back into that field and so um while we were doing the salsa it was like same thing like mm-hmm. oh i'm not you know i'm not a pharmaceutical rep anymore i am a salsa maker and it, it was like it's how weird. do you tell people like I make salsa I have it in stores you know and it's like what are you a cook are you like I don't, I don't know like 
Yeah, what's your, like, you didn't have, like, an official job title anymore, like, and that's the thing is, like, when you're in this, like, big corporate job, you have, like, this big fancy job title and this, like, schedule that you go off of and things that you do, and then once you're self-employed, you're like, I'm self-employed, and people are like, congratulations, like, are you doing well? Like, like, what do I say? There were times that we weren't doing well, you know, there were times that we had money, and then there were times that we didn't have money. And, like, we would go to some shows and sell, and Daryl was like, as long as we have money to get home on, that's... that's yeah, that's, that's all that really mattered at that mm-hmm. point, you know? Because you were you were doing what you wanted to do. You were making the salsa and selling the salsa, and you were, like, just trying to enjoy it. But there, those hard times, it's, like, really hard to... Bounce, ba- bounce back from it or decide what you're going to do next. Right. And what we decided to do next was just take a, a break from it, and that was really hard because it was, like... Um, we were successful, and yeah, people still ask. I mean, we stopped in two thousand eight, and people still ask us every day, "Where's your salsa? Where can mm-hmm. I get it? Who's making it? Are you selling it?" Yeah. And once we started the t-shirt, it took off so big that we didn't have time to do salsa and stuff because yeah. t-shirts just took over. And it's much simpler than food, you know, when it comes to like... It's not as, um, you know, our hardest part was is, you know, we had a kitchen and then we had to move to a different kitchen that was smaller and it really didn't kind of work out. And it's like you feel like you were like a failure at, at it. And then it's like, do you try something again? I mean, right. Do you go back to the corporate world and, you know... You Do you want to go back in, to yeah. the corporate world, you know? Clock in, clock out, I mean... Yeah, I don't, I don't miss clocking in and clocking out. I don't, I don't miss that hourly, but then at the same time, like... Um, my husband's like, well, you can just, you know, do zookeeping whenever we're, like, in a tough time. And I'm like, yeah, but then it's like, I have the, the commute, and I have to make sure the kids are taken care of, and I have to, you know, and then am I making enough to meet ends meet? Where, like, when you own a small business, it's like, put work in, get work out, or, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's so weird. It's a very weird yes balance situation. It's like, the whole point of owning a small business is that, like, a lot of people are like, oh, good for you, you're not doing the 9 to 5 grind, and you're like, don't. I think I'm doing the 24-7 one. Right. <laughs> it might not be 9 to 5, but I'm it's... always working. Uh, and sometimes, like, me and my husband were talking the other day. It's like, is it, sometimes it feels like it's not worth it because you feel like you don't get, well, sometimes you don't have, like, the health benefits. Sometimes you, you know, you don't have the, like, uh, security of the paychecks and things like that. And so you're like is it worth it sometimes? And you're like, yeah, but when you, in reality, when you think about, like, your other job, you don't want to go back to it. Like, mm-hmm. you want to succeed at what you're doing. You mm-hmm. don't want to come off as, like, a, like you failed and you didn't make it or didn't accomplish what you set out to accomplish. So, yes, some months are going to be hard, especially, like, winter months, Christmas time. People aren't buying clothes all the time. So some months are harder, but you have to kind of just push through and figure out what works and, you know, what people want and what you want. Like, do you want to go back to that situation or whatever? It's Mm -hmm. very, it's not easy being a small business owner or entrepreneur or whatever, but it's, there's times where it's way more rewarding than a normal corporate job or nine to five job. It's definitely more rewarding when the rewards, because I feel like that nine to five is like security and all that, but sometimes there's not. A reward at all no there's like no there's, there's not really much incentive. reward at all yeah like uh if you're doing what you love yes I guess that's that's great but like um I feel like small business sometimes feels like 
like a, a huge accomplishment for such small things because a lot of people don't step out of their comfort zone mm-hmm. to do a small business right like I have people all the time like oh my god you're so successful and I'm like well what does success mean to you because I I don't know what success is to me I'm just average normal doing what I need to do to get by mm-hmm. you know like what is what does it mean to be successful what do you think success is um all your bills paid <laughs> right just paying your bill. Just, so are you successful this month? No. <laughs> right? My bills are not paid this month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that that's the thing is that, like, then as a small business owner, you have the means to... Not means, but you have... Um, you have more hours to accomplish to... You can work overtime. Right. Yeah. We're not selling this properly. (laughs) If you want to be a small business owner, there's sometimes this is really going to suck. (laughs) The reward is, is, is being your own boss, is being your own. Like there's nobody above you to tell you that you're doing this wrong or right, which can also be, this can also be really hard because there's nobody telling you, you know, like, okay, you need to do this to make this. And you know, there's none Mm -hmm. of that or there, there's no guarantee. There's no like, okay, here's your paycheck. Mm -hmm. You know, it's that up in the air. I don't know. It's like living on the edge. Do you want to live on life on the edge? It is, you know, it is adrenaline rush. It's like getting the album sell together to Wondering if things are going to sell, how much money you're going to make. Right. Is it going to be one of those deals where, you know, you spend all that time getting everything up and then it's like, is it Shazam or is it a, oh man, we got to rethink this. You know what the biggest reward is? Okay, so like, for example, I decided to take Wednesdays to myself and that's really scary because like I'm not at work on Wednesday so I'm trying to make my time valuable to me and that's really hard as a small business owner you have to make your time valuable like what mm-hmm. time you're putting in like is this making me money what I'm doing right. so Wednesdays are my podcast and YouTube days and I'm not making money off podcasts and YouTubes but I hope for this to be something I enjoy and eventually gets me to where I want to be um And so today, like, I started a live video on my Facebook, and all these people tuned in, and they just, like, love and support you. Mm -hmm. And then I was, like, talking about hoodies, and then a girl went and ordered a hoodie while I was talking. And it's just, I think that's the biggest reward is, like, these people who are, like, yes, you got this. I think you're amazing. I'm pushing you. I'm here for you. And it's, like, I don't want to give up because I, I like that. I like knowing that people are like rooting me on Mm -hmm. that people see my potential that I sometimes don't see so I I think that's the most rewarding thing as a a small business or a um, apparel owner even Mm -hmm. is like people who are excited like we had that album sale and we had like 300 people who went to the event and I'm like I did not expect that that was so exciting like it seems so simple people just hit going to an event they don't even have to be buying but it's just so exciting because it's like people see me and they see that the time and effort I put in and they love that. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. Like, pe- sometimes I feel like I put all this time and effort and work into it and people are like, uh, oh, yeah, sure, okay, whatever. But then there's those people who are like, yes, we see you. Yeah. You're doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's super appreciative and that makes me want to keep going. Yeah, for sure. Keep trying. You know, especially like my mom puts in those thank you notes. I'm not going to take the credit for that because she does 90% of that. She I puts know. in the, when I ship, I'll do them. But she puts in thank you notes and like the little cards and stuff in the packages. 
And I love when you guys post that, you see that, and that you hang those up. Like, somebody did a thread the other day, and they were like, I love all my little thank you notes. And then everybody else started commenting, and I was like, that's so cool because we don't, we didn't know. We just do what we want to do and mm-hmm. what we feel is right and kind. Right. And then when people actually come back at us, I'm like, that is so, that makes you want to keep doing it. Yeah. Like, sometimes you write so many thinking, like, how many are you going to have to write today? Probably about a hundred. Right. So which is fine. I don't care. Yeah, because you see the reward in it and the 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 happiness and kindness it brings to others. Like it really changed like people were like, I put those little affirmation cards up everywhere and you're like, That's so cool. Like Mm. I made those. Like how cool is that? That's what everyone's getting today. Happiness and kindness. Right. I love that. I love I love when people just get excited about the things that I do that I feel are ordinary. Right. Well, yeah. Right? Because I feel like they're so ordinary. To me, like, making the shirts and everything is just something I've done for years now. And I feel kind of just ordinary. And everybody looks at me as um, an example. And I think that's really weird. Because I always think, like, an example is somebody who's famous or somebody who's, like, super rich and successful. And it's, like, it's so funny to see what other people see it as. Mm -hmm. Like, the one Suzuki um, always a passion and stuff. People are like oh, thank you for posting this or thank you for doing that. Like, I really relate to this. And I put that out there because that's just something I needed and wanted to put out. And to get feedback from that that other people needed that was Mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah. That's really, like, eye-opening. That's like, okay, keep doing what you're doing. Keep pushing forward. And as a small business, that's why we do what we do. Yep. It's because, because of all you guys. That's right. It's so exciting. It is. Yeah. So what's your favorite thing about owning a small business? Mine? Yeah. Um. Hard y- question. <laughs> you know, you know what it is? Is seeing the names, uh, you know, like, we'll see Jennifer's name and Jennifer and then Jolene. Jennifer. Jolene. <laughs> we see you guys Jolene. over and over. And we sing Jolene's song. We do. It's fun. I can't sing it. Yeah, don't ask me mm-hmm. to sing. And then, you know, it's like, um, seeing you know, the, um, the, uh, the ripple effect, you know, just knowing that, you know, Corbin took time to print that shirt, you know, I think the ripple effect is the best thing because like the other day, my husband said, I was like upset. I don't even know what I was upset about, but I was upset about something. Oh, sometimes when I leave work early, I feel guilty for leaving work early. I feel like I'm not working hard enough. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I like work so hard. And he goes, did your brother have shirts to print today? And I said, yeah. And he goes, then you're doing your job because your job is selling. So as long as the person under, not under you, but the other person has work to do, Mm -hmm. the, the, you know, the line is still moving, then you're doing what you should be doing and it's enough. Mm -hmm. Like when you don't feel like enough, think about everything else. Like if your brother doesn't have work to do and he's not getting a paycheck, then you're not working hard enough. You know, Mm -hmm. like you're not doing what you could do. So my job sometimes is just the selling and the social media and all that. And I feel like sometimes it's like, it's not like technically like visually rewarding sometimes. And the thing is, is that sometimes I don't always see all the orders coming in or the the work that he's doing because somebody else is pulling the shirt and he's printing it, you know. So it's really weird. I love the album sales because I feel like that's visually rewarding as a small yeah. business owner because you're like oh all these samples that I made and pulled mm-hmm. like they're selling and like people like wanting more and wanting mm-hmm. other things that's visually rewarding and I like that absolutely I'm a very visual person mm-hmm. <laughs> so I keep staring at the YouTube video 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So cool. We can leave it at that if you want to. You guys. Am I just not very talkative today? No, you're I'm, not. I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling why, your vibe. Right? I'm like super energetic I'm and going. Fine. I'm fine. And your vibe, you're, you're just looking at those caramel M&Ms. I know. Why my mom, I asked my mom for batteries for the um, podcast thing, the microphone, and she brought Cheeto. Ooh, that's loud. I'm not into the ASMR. She brought popcorn Cheeto and caramel M&M's because we were talking about how we were going to talk about imposter syndrome. And she said, these are kind of like imposters for this loud. <laughs> going to scare people away. That's, they're like imposters. Like they're not real M&M's and they're not real Cheetos. I can hear you chewing. <laughs> I also recorded an entire episode of, before this. It wasn't like an entire, but it was long. It was long. So I'm going to post it on Patreon for my Patreon fans or my Patreon. How do you say that? I'm new um, to Patreon. So my patrons, I'm going to post it for my patrons. <laughs> That's fancy. So I have, um, if you're on Patreon, which I have like three people right now, which is, and three is good. I just started. Three is good. Thank you guys. I appreciate you. And every time I get a new patron, I make a little cute little artwork that says thank you for you. It's like my way to like shout out to you. But there's also, there's like five different tiers and you can like pick which one you want to support. Like there's just general support for $3. It's super easy. And then you can see all my YouTube videos and outtakes and things like that. So yeah, just get on there and check it out if you want to support us. That that pays for this mm-hmm. this time mm-hmm. and stuff. So right now, this is it. This is free this is <laughs> because there's not much, not many fans on there. But I'm hoping one day it'll get bigger and it'll be great. I'm excited. I'll come back and those two girls that were Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going, and people are gonna love it. Right? You mm-hmm. guys are gonna be like those little sisters. Oh, we should probably talk about um like something. Never mind. <laughs> Let us know what you guys want us to talk about. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can subscribe and comment and let us know, like, kind of if something we talked about you want to hear more about or there's something you'd like to hear about our business. You know, we run multiple. Our life is kind of chaotic. It is. Okay, so so my parents started making uh, apparel for Fireman Up. No, we didn't even make it. We did the artwork. My parents started Fireman Up in 2013. My dad can hand draw. He's freaking amazing. There's a whole story behind that Mm -hmm. about how when he was four, he lost his arm. And it got sewn back on on Thanksgiving Day. And so he has got this amazing story. And we can go deeper into that on another podcast. Maybe he can come in. I'd love to have him on talking about that if he's okay with that. So he started Fireman Up with all his beautiful artwork. Um, He hand draws. It's amazing. He's doing some really cool stuff that I hope that he'll start a Patreon soon because he's really talented. So started Fireman Up. Somebody was making their shirts. They weren't making it exactly how they wanted it. Firemen are super picky and want certain left chests and everything like that. So then my parents came to me and they were like, we're getting our tax money. We're going to start printing our own shirts. And I said, that's a terrible idea. Uh, Right? (laughs) I literally was like... I don't support this. <laughs> she did. She was like, I'm I was a zookeeper at the time and things were going good for me. And all I kept thinking is, why would you want to do that? Like, you already tried the salsa and it didn't work out. And you tried it this. Didn't and it did not work out. Right? But I was just thinking, like, you guys are doing good. Like, what if it fails? Like, I was scared for you. 
So I said, don't do it. So they did it. Mm -hmm. They did it anyways. Mm -hmm. And then they started making t-shirts out of the garage and it started getting bigger and bigger and better and better. And then I was like, oh, I bought this house because I was pregnant and I wanted to be closer to my parents. And it had this huge garage. And so then they were like, ooh, we'll rent out your like garage area Mm -hmm. to print. And I'm like, great idea. That's great for me because I'm a new homeowner. I could use the money, things like that. So they start printing in my garage, and they kept saying, hey, when are you going to come work with us? And I was like, never. I'm a zookeeper. I'm doing what I love. Mm. And then I got pregnant, which was on purpose, but I had no plan at all. I had no plan Mm. for the future. I just was like, I want kids. I love this guy that I'm with. This is working out. This is perfect. Let's have babies. And then I got pregnant and was like, well, shoot. I work 13 hours a day, drive all the way to Dallas and back. Like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't afford daycare off a zookeeper salary. Like, I can't do this. So, my husband decided he was going to quit as a zookeeper because that's how we met. He was going to quit as a zookeeper and go into AC. So, his paycheck, like, was, like, half. And then I was like, why don't I quit, too, and just start making shirts? So, then my paycheck was, like, a third (laughs) of what it was supposed to. I don't know what. We were paying partial rent. Yeah, you were paying rent. So, I guess I was like, this will be great. So I quit and just started a company off of an idea. Like, literally, I was like, here's an idea. Everybody buy my stuff. And it, I was actually piggybacking off of my parents' website. They, yeah. they started Big Dog Shirt, Shirt Shack once I started printing shirts. And so I piggybacked off of it, and it got so big. They were like, okay, you need your own website now. This is getting crazy. So um, January 2016, I started January or June 2015 mm. is when I, like, launched the business. So... January 2016, I launched my website, and I it just we have over 30,000 order sales mm. now. 30,000 orders mm. on our website right now in five years. Mm. So it's it's in, or I guess even four because it's just my website is over right. 30,000. So before that, we even got more orders. So it's just gotten huge. I don't even remember where I was going with this. Mm. There's a purpose to me telling this story. Oh, how we started, I mm. guess. So now we're here, and then um, I have three kids now. I don't know how three kids happened in five years. I had now have three children, and now we run... That's what I was talking about. Yes, how many? So we started Fireman Up, or they started Fireman Up. Um, then we turned it into Big Dog Shirt Shack. Big Dog Shirt Shack did fully involve... Then Big Dog Shirt Shack started doing other brands, like other fire brands, like Fully Involved, Fit to Fight Fire, and things like that. And then we started Animals Anonymous inside of Big Dog Shirt Shack. And then Animals Anonymous kept, like, Big Dog Shirt Shack still makes Animals Anonymous apparel and Fireman Up apparel. And then we ended up hiring my little brother, and then we hired my, he does full screen printing. We hired my older brother, he does full embroidery. Mm. And mind you, Corbin, my little brother, had no idea how to do any screen printing whatsoever he it was just like here here you go let's learn this let's figure out now he's like a professional screen printer Mm -hmm. and then when we hired Devin we also bought an embroidery machine so nobody knew how to do embroidery and now he's like a full professional digitizer and he does things for I don't even know if I can say what he does for because some of it's like a secret he does for Fall Guy yeah he does a lot of video game stuff which is crazy because when we were little he was like big into video games so it's so cool to see how his 
passion for video games turned into something embroidery wise. It's mm. just been so cool. But then like my brothers and my dad and then Thomas, one of our employees, are all volunteer firefighters for the city. Mm. So then we have firefighters coming and going. All the time. And then zookeepers coming and going mm. and then zookeeper conventions. And it's just insane how this small little family dynamic has turned into like screen printing, embroidery, zookeeping, gaming, firefighting. Mm. It's so insane this this whole spider web of things. Yeah. I'd love to make a little spider web design that's like big dog shirt check and then all the things. Right? Because <laughs> it's insane how we started. And so if you'd love to support us, you can go to the Patreon, watch our videos, subscribe, uh, check out our Facebooks. I've got links in the YouTube. I'll try to get some links over um, on the podcast. You can listen to the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, all that. Anywhere you can find podcasts. It's just unfuck yourself and be beautiful. It's spelled crazy, so check out the title if that helps. If you're listening to the podcast, you can see the title. Um, so yeah, that's great. Yeah, follow us along. We'll do some more videos. We'll get some more content. Maybe this one will wake up more. I know, right? I I'm like on coffee. another we level. You didn't have coffee. coffee today. I didn't. I, I forgot didn't. my purse. So. I did my live video and I had way too much coffee. Mm. So apologies for that or not. Mm. I can totally be what I want to be. <laughs> I am me. And I gotta go ship. Oh, yeah. Ship your... Ship my... Ship No pants. (laughs) Okay. Bye, guys. Thank you. Stay kind. Love you.